Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we hear from Kyle Walters and Zach Kolaris after the Blue Bomber quarterback signed a three-year contract extension today. And then Kyle Milroy, CJOB producer and big-time basketball fan, will join me to preview the NBA season, which is now underway. That's all coming up on the podcast. Did we expect to see Zach Kolaris get a three-year extension today? I did not expect to see that when I woke up. 7.15 a.m. was the time on the email from the club. But what a tenure it's been since Kolaris was acquired in the trade deadline of 2019. I said at the time, and I'm dumb and was wrong, that it was not a significant trade. It was, oh, you know what? This is fine. Getting some insurance. But if they're going to go far, it's going to be Chris Dreveler who has to do it. No, no, it didn't have to be that way. As Kolaris came in after a couple weeks of sitting and learning, well, he's barely lost ever since. 31 and 4 since then. That let that stat simmer for a second. 31 and 4. This is something special in the history of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. If they are able to secure a third straight Grey Cup. They're an all-time team in the history of this league. We're seeing one of the best runs a team has had, and he is the principal part of that. Leading into 2019, they had made so many signings that had put them in a position where they were close. Adam Hill, Andrew Harris, Willie Jefferson at the top of that list, Nick Dembski bringing him back home, but they didn't have the quarterback. Matt Nichols was fine. But Zach Kolaris has been healthy and excellent. And the scouting staff has brought in a great group of receivers that he's been able to throw the ball to. And so he talked to the media today about signing this three-year deal. And he was asked today, what's changed from January when he only wanted to sign for a one-year contract? You know, I I don't think, uh, obviously, in January when I signed again, it wasn't for lack of wanting to be a part of the organization for a long period of time. Again, at the time, it just made sense to do the one-year thing. But, yeah. you know, through discussions with my agent, he thought it made sense to, to do a longer-term deal. And uh, he knew, and I had expressed to him for the last couple of seasons that I wanted to be here long-term. So right. it just made sense. I know you probably don't want to talk about dollars, uh, mm-hmm. but there's a provision I know now in the CBA that allows for some guaranteed money in the final year. How much of a factor was that then? Yeah, that I think that would definitely play a part in yeah. um, getting doing a multi-year thing. Justin Dunk of Three Down Nation reporting that it's a three-year deal worth six hundred thousand dollars annually, two hundred fifty grand of that five hundred thousand dollars base salary guaranteed in the final year of the contract. Again, thirty-one and four, seventy-five hundred yards, fifty-seven touchdowns, twenty interceptions will more than likely be the most outstanding player again this year and will become just the fifth player in league history to do that in back-to-back seasons. And he was asked about foregoing potentially bigger bucks in free agency to stay long-term here. I love the environment. I love the city, um, the community. But, you know, again, um, just the organization. You know, Wade, on through Ocean, the coaches, and and just the guys in the locker room. Um, Some of these guys become, you know, I think, you know, best friends to me and uh i think it's guys that have the same mentality and want to be here and and 
try to continue on in our success. And, you know, obviously we're looking out and that's why I don't like doing this kind of stuff. I'm looking out of the future. We have a lot of important things ahead of us here over the next couple of weeks, but again, just happy to get done and, and to, to have the opportunity to be around those people uh, for a longer period of time. And why do this in the middle of the season instead of waiting till it's done? It's been a discussion now for, um, I think a little bit more than a month. Um, and I don't think it was a hard uh, negotiation by any means. It just, just got done now, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's happy happy to to have gotten it finished with. You know, I don't love doing this part of it, but it's uh, it's good. Can you kind of give us a little bit of background behind the negotiations? And how did it kind of come to? How much talking was back and forth? And no, they just um, you know Kyle reached out to my agent to see if that we, to Denver leave if we uh, wanted to start talking the future, and Dan called and asked me, and I said yeah for sure, and that's that's pretty much it, and. Uh, I don't know how they do it, email or text or send a few things back and forth, and it was done. Well, let's hear from the GM now, Kyle Walters, on the contract and how it's been a long time since the club announced a, an in-season extension, especially a multi-year one. Out of character for us, as, as you bring up, dealing with this stuff during the season. But you know what? After the last couple of years, January, February has been so chaotic, mm-hmm. uh, particularly last year with the Grey Cup ending late, and then you're right into holidays and then right, almost right into free agency. So uh, decision this year was to at least get the ball rolling on some guys mm-hmm. to start, you know, mostly on the bye week. So it's not, not a distraction during the year. And, you know, this started back on the original bye week, whenever that first one was, start talking to some guys, start laying the foundation that here's the plan. We want to get some uh, some numbers discussed so that – come January it's not as chaotic as it's been in the past so this was a this was a good one and yeah I mean uh, um, I'm sure Zach discussed the guaranteed contract and I think it's great for the league that we can you know encourage all the players on all the teams that, that the teams can now you know try to keep them for for multiple years and, and some stability and good for the fans good for marketing good for everybody so it's a, a nice one for us for sure. Did I hear you say that you're talking to other guys who are doing this as well? Or no? Correct okay. so those as I said I think I anticipate after the Grey Cup and, you know, the, with the magnitude of, of Zach that, that the decision was made organizationally to let let you guys know that this was going on. But certainly yeah. uh, we'll have more names, you know, after the Grey Cup and into the early in the new year that that we think will will have done as well. Yeah, on that note, he anticipates there will be a positive trickle-down effect from this signing. You know, it certainly makes it more enticing with, with with the leadership that he brings in that locker room and the way guys respect him back there. Obviously, having Zach back will, will I anticipate, encourage more guys to want to come back. And part of when I stated earlier, of, you know, the longer this when we were dealing with this last time, the longer it drags into free agency. You have to get the you have to get the big pieces knocked off so that the other pieces can fall into place. So this will just allow the big picture planning to go a little bit smoother come January. I well it will, hundred percent it will. I don't know if there's a point in admitting it now that it's that it's done, but was there ever a concern knowing that you're, you know, you're reigning MOP guy who's yeah. led you to two great cups might, you know, might Yeah, always test somewhere else. Yep, hundred percent. As I said, it's when when guys have expiring contracts and and you know, we've we've won some games around here that that make our guys higher targets. That um, I mean, you saw it with you saw it with Kenny last year, where where te- some you know he was targeted by a couple other teams, and it went into a you know a bidding process back and forth, and you know of certainly a concern 
with with a lot of our top guys that those scenarios could happen again for sure. So he'll be 37 when this contract expires. Walters is not concerned though about this contract and how it'll age. You see that around our league that the quarterbacks play into their mid late 30s, and um, you know he's, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body over the last few few years. Obviously, with missing a season and then um, not playing for. A, for, for a substantial part before he arrived here. So, you know, and, and we see his work ethic, the way he looks after himself and the way he trains. I mean, I don't, I, I don't anticipate any sort of fall off in his play. How long does he want to play? As long as my body allows it and Nicole's okay with it. You know, I, I love the game. I love everything about the game. Um, one thing, you know, for one, it's, it's brought me so much joy in my life, you know, not just playing the game, but just everything that's proliferated off of it. The people I've met, um, I love being a part of the game planning. I love taking care of my body, working out. I love being in the locker room with the guys. And I'm, I'm sure you could ask every, everybody you'd ask would say the same thing. It's, it's, it's hard to think past it. You know, yeah. you try to be prepared for it. And I don't know. So we'll yeah. see. So you're not calling this your last contract necessarily. I don't know. I'm not that old yet, I guess. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have gray hair. <laughs> I already have a little bit of gray hair. So we'll see in three years. Zach Kolaris is here to stay. If there's any doubt, looks like he'll retire as a bomber after one of the most consequential trades in the history of the CFL. We did not know it at the time. What the ripple effects would be of that trade deadline day in 2019. And since the NBA season begins tonight... <laughs> Time to talk basketball with our friend Kyle Milroy, producer of many programs on CJOB, also a big-time NBA fan. Kyle Milroy, happy NBA Day to you. Happy NBA Day to all who celebrate. I can't believe that clip was basically, is basically four years ago. It's crazy. That's <laughs> true. I'm never going to stop playing it, even though the Raptors no, please don't. I'm not asking and Kawhi Leonard <laughs> have not been uh, a thing for a long time. Uh, first of all, let's just start with the Raptors. How do you feel about them this year? You know, um, can I say neutral? As yeah. I, sort of as excited as I was last year. I mean, knowing what they have now in Scotty Barnes, the reigning rookie of the year, is really exciting. Um, they didn't really load up. A lot of teams loaded up. Uh, a lot of rival teams loaded up, like the the Celtics got Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, the Bucks sort of have Chris Middleton back. Um, the Raptors like their core. I think they know there isn't really a move to get sort of over the hump as long as Giannis and Santacumpo is in the same conference as them. But uh, they're going to be an exciting team. Almost everyone on their team is six foot eight, which is fun. Um, <laughs> it should be a good year for them. I don't. I'm not worried about them missing the playoffs. They'll be probably the fifth or sixth seed, maybe. Which is, you know, that's not really what you want to hear from like a quote unquote fan is just, you know, realism and realistic expectations. Uh, but the East is deep. Both conferences are really deep. There's like a ton of good basketball players in the NBA now. Would you say that as long as you've been a fan, is this the most talent there's been in the league? <sighs> you know what? Yeah, I think so. I mean, even like as much as there's maybe not as many recognizable like to casual sports fans, basketball players, the amount of insanely talented basketball players in the NBA is staggering. Like even 
if you were to just take like at the end of the year, they do the all NBA teams, which is just like basically 15, uh, 15 players in the NBA. And there's like the top 15 for that year, basically. And there's constantly like, you can make like a fifth all NBA team, a sixth one. And nobody, nobody would have any sort of arguments. There'd be, there's that much talent and just, and there's more coming. There's so much more talent coming. It's just all, it's, it's, it's exciting and daunting at the same time. So let's stick with the East then. You mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. He is an alien. He is incredible at basketball. He is a one of one. Are they the favorites in the East or do you see someone else emerging? You know what? Uh, I I picked them. I just I sent out a little tweet a couple hours ago just saying who I thought would win and a couple of awards in the NBA. And I I wrestled with it for a little bit. And I think because we are kind of robbed of the Golden State and Milwaukee Bucks NBA title last year. I think we're going to get that this year again. And I think it's got to be one of those things. I thought maybe a couple months back, if you were to ask me two months ago, I would have said maybe the Celtics win, but just sort of not that they'd lost anything on the court as much, but just the, the whole, just the off season stuff with the Celtics is going to put a bit of a pall on some of their, you know, nearly near NBA title, you know, hopes, I think. And as much as it's just like a, a chalky, easy thing to say, I think, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to have to prove to me that he's not the greatest basketball player in the NBA before I decide to, you know, vote against him. Down the list in the East, the Boston Celtics uh, are a contender. They made the final last year. Their coach is gone, though, because of misconduct. He's been suspended for a year. I would think he's probably going to be let go once that suspension is up. I don't see him being back, but nonetheless, they don't have him anymore. There's Brooklyn with their hodgepodge of excellent players with maybe dysfunctional personality things. I'm not entirely sure how to describe the situation in Brooklyn. Who do you see being the biggest threat to Milwaukee in the East? Philly as well as a team that could be there. Yeah. You know what? I think besides besides the sort of the Celtics are right there. I think honestly, Philly, I think, uh, I mean, I know, I think this is just maybe the year that's, and it could just be the whole thing where they, you know, the last two, the last four years has only been two MVPs. People kind of want to move on to a different narrative. Maybe it's time for Joel Embiid from the 76ers to get his turn as MVP. Maybe it's deserved. Maybe they fight Milwaukee in the in the third round of the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Uh, I really like their layout. I think um, James Harden has a lot to prove, especially because he because he took a pay cut and uh, well, quote unquote pay cut. We'd all love to take that pay cut, um, <laughs> but yeah, him and Embiid and and yeah, the big three there should be really interesting. And I, I'm just trying to think if I could want them, if I would pick them over the, the Celtics, not the Celtics, excuse me, if I would pick them over the Bucks in any situation. I don't think I'd go there, but if Joel Embiid just continues to have another monster season, he's going to win the MVP, I think. And hey, once you get in the playoffs, that's, that's why they play the games, as they say. Golden State Warriors are the defending champs. They just handed out big contract extensions to Canadian Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, who was recently punched by Draymond Green in a preseason practice. Water under the bridge, or do you think there's something going on there? I'll, I'll note off first. For $140 million, Christian, you could sock me in the face. I don't care. I'll take that. I'll take that from any coworker <laughs> yes. in the building. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me $1,000, and I'll take a punch. <laughs> Can you buy me dinner? I'll do <laughs> um, I need groceries. Yes, exactly. Um, you know what? I think it's it's in the right situation for it to be able to water on the br- under the bridge because, 
I think Draymond, Draymond uh, Green is a great basketball player. He's also a bit of a malcontent. He also has a player option next year that he can opt out of or take if he wants. And I think he has to play nice so he can opt out of it, possibly. And opt out of it either to get a bigger contract for himself in Golden State uh, or test the free agent market. Because he's making a good chunk of money. He's making about $25 million a season. But for the NBA market, he could get a lot more. And so I think he has to, whether he feels like he's doing the right thing uh, for the team by doing it, I think personally he has to sort of just keep it together and play nice and realize that he might, you know, what's what's money for him when he wants more titles and stuff? I mean, he, if you get... 40 million somewhere else, like 40 million in Chicago versus 25 million in Golden State. Is it better for you in the long run? It's hard to say. So, Golden State, the defending champs, uh, Phoenix was the best team in the NBA last year. They flamed out spectacularly against the Dallas Mavericks, who have Luka Doncic, who is the MVP favorite. There's Denver with uh, Nikola Jokic, who's won the last two MVPs. Of course, LeBron and the Lakers and his ragtag group of dysfunctional castoffs. I mean, the West seems pretty good this year. Who's going to be the best team in this conference? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't. I can't even wrap my head around that. I think it is going to be the Warriors. I think the, the team that people are sleeping on a lot, just because you kind of have no concepts really of how they're all going to play and how long they're going to play together, is the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard's healthy, finally, and Paul George is relatively healthy, and we just haven't seen that team enough together to know, especially with all the, the new stuff they have in, we haven't seen that team together enough to kind of go, yes, they will finish second in the West, or yes, they will finish seventh in the West. We have no idea. I love watching Kawhi Leonard play basketball. I like, I, I would say that previous to him uh, winning the Toronto Raptors a title, uh, but that definitely helps. He's a really exciting player to watch, despite his not being an exciting player to interact with off the court. Um, but, yeah, it's very strange. There's so many different – that's the team that nobody can kind of get a handle on as to where they're going to rank. I like Denver as well, having the two-time reigning MVP, Jokic, and getting Jamal Murray back, who's healthy. Now, I'm, I'm kind of not – I'm bearish on Phoenix a little bit because, I mean, Chris Paul is a year older. The whole DeAndre Ayton situation with him and them having to – instead of re-signing him themselves, they let him get offer-sheeted and then ba- and signed him to basically save, like, it's out of the being like $2 million. They saved like a non, a, ba- a drip in the bucket amount of money for them. And they made him go through that just for no reason. So he's going to have to kind of suck it up and deal with that. And I just, I think the vibes are all off in Phoenix and that just the way they left last season is not going to help for them. But yeah, again, and that's not even mentioning like the, the Grizzlies who are super fun and the Pelicans who I really like, who I think will have a really big season. If Zion Williamson can stay healthy and on the court. And that's a very big if, but the NBA is a lot of fun. Those teams, specifically the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, are going to really enjoy watching, even though I don't think they're going to really make a big dent in the playoffs. Dallas, Luka Doncic. Again, he's the MVP favorite right now, but he doesn't have a lot to work with in Dallas. What do you see as their potential this year? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be – like I could see them getting to the second round of the playoffs, but, I mean, it's a matter of how much they have to ride – Doncic, so you're right. They don't have a lot of stuff around them, which it seems like at this point in Luka's career, it's almost malpractice for them to not kind of rally the troops around him. And they even lost, they even lost a good player, uh, Jalen Brunson. They lost him to New York. I mean, they weren't going to pay. This isn't news to them. They weren't going to pay him the amount of money he could, was going to garner as basically the uh, 
the best free agents in a not great free agent season. But yeah, I like some other players, but they're just looking at their depth chart is kind of underwhelming. They have some good shooters with Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I like, but I mean, they signed Christian Wood as their big player. Uh, in the offseason from Houston, and he's the sixth man. They're not putting him in over JaVale McGee at center, but I think they'll change that because that is just not sitting right with basically anyone who hears that news, especially because they're paying him a lot of money. Um, so until they get that figured out, I can't really put them too high. But again, you can't really uh, you can't really rule out Luka. What about my Timberwolves? What do you think of them? They give up you know, a lot to get Rudy Gobert. Are they going to be relevant? You know, yes, they will be relevant. They gave up, to even say they gave up a lot, it's a gross understatement, I think. They gave up, uh, for those who don't know, they basically gave up four, they basically gave up five first rounds, first round draft picks for Rudy Gobert, four first rounders, one pick swap. Um, but they got the Twin Towers now. They have Rudy Gobert, they have Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody loves Anthony Edwards, especially because people were not high on him out of college and being the first overall pick in a bad draft year. But he's super exciting to watch. Um but people love dunking on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> they don't always get to do it, but they love trying. He has kind of the Sean Bradley disease where people are just like, ooh, I want to dunk on him. And it could end up poorly, but the fact that he's got a bit of help um, and the defense, the defenders are a little bit better in uh, in Minnesota than having uh, Donovan Mitchell, who's you know lackluster at best on defense when he was with Utah with Rudy. It should work out well, and especially not having – needing to have uh, Carl Anthony Towns just sit in the post the whole time. It's helpful for them. Um, I'm hopeful for you that they do well. They deserve it. They've had a rough go of it lately, so I'm looking forward to watching them. So let's end on this note. Your two finalists and the champion. Uh, I put a lot on Twitter already, so I'm not going to go back on it. Also, I, I still feel that way. It's only several hours ago. Uh, I think uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to get back to the NBA final, uh, but they are going to lose to the Milwaukee Bucks this year. And that's just one of those things that's going to have to be right or wrong because of uh, who is the captain of the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, there you go. You heard it here first. Kyle Milroy picks the Milwaukee Bucks. And so we'll uh, call him out when that turns out to not be right. In, Please uh, do. <laughs> six or seven months. Kyle, appreciate your time. Thanks for this. And I guess we'll talk to you tomorrow on the, the Jets broadcast. Yes, we'll talk to you then. Happy NBA Day again, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. Try to warn you.